Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, yeah. gorgeous, very hardworking, Disney D-ticket attraction loving <laughs> wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, thank you, sweetie. And hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday October 1st, 2023. Welcome to October, everybody. Mole, mole, mole. <laughs> it's incredible. It is. I, 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 I'm not going to say it. No. I'm not going to nope. say it. I'm going to say it. Nope. But I will say, happy 52nd birthday to Magic Kingdom today. Yeah. And I don't know the number, but happy birthday as well to Epcot today. I, it might be 42, because I think it was opened up 10 years after... The Magic Kingdom. Okay. Well, no matter what, happy either 42nd birthday or just happy birthday to Epcot, Epcot. and of course to Magic Kingdom <laughs> right. as well. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And welcome to the spooky season, everybody. Although, you know, it's been spooky season technically since about mid-August yeah. <laughs> in the Disney parks. Um, welcome to the official start of the spooky season. We hope uh, you have a fun, not so scary time. Right. Yeah. Fun time. And yeah. Better weather ahead, hopefully, for everybody. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. X. At Hyperion Podcast. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Yeah, it's so awesome group and we love hearing the fun things that people are doing and letting us all celebrate them together for sure it's all just a celebration of life whether yeah. it be disney related or whether it be personal uh we just want to share in your adventure on that facebook group also we are on youtube if you want to find us there we're at hyperion adventures podcast and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com and you can sign up for our newsletter if you would like. It only comes out at the most once a week <laughs> and uh, gives you a few extra things about what's going on in the Disney world. A few extra news stories here and there. Yeah. So very cool. It's all full of Michelle-ness. <laughs> you will definitely want to sign up for the newsletter because she puts in some great stuff in there. That, and like uh, she even puts in some links. Like you might miss that random Disney contest that's right. out there. If Michelle sees it, she posts a lot of them in the newsletter, so you'll know if you might win that lucky trip to Olani, for for example, or a Disney Cruise, or whatever it might right. be. Um, definitely check out the newsletter, because Michelle keeps on top of all those things for Thank you. you. Now, now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was, because we are the Disney podcast of positivity, and we like to focus on those highlights, those great moments, those positive moments from the week that was. And when we do this, we call it my favorite thing from this week. Yeah. And we always start with Michelle, because she's awesome. She's fantastic. <laughs> she's amazing, and she's beautiful. Oh, please. She always has the best list. You may have heard that last week. She definitely does the best research. You hear that almost all the time. She definitely has the best My Favorite Thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Well, my favorite thing this week actually took place on Saturday, excuse me, on Friday, um, that Scott, who's been under the weather 
We've all been under the weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I thought, you know what? It would probably be good to get out and do something fun. And so we went over to Epcot Center on Friday to take advantage of the uh, annual pass holders preview days of the journey of water. Mm -hmm. So we got to do that. And it was a little bit crowded for, I think for him to really appreciate all the things that were going on. Although there was one part and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's kind of comical and he loved it. Um, and we just had a great day. He was happy. He was enjoying it. We got to try a lot more food from the Epcot international food and wine festival and it just had a things worked out well so yeah i didn't get to go it was very why i had to work but i'm so glad michelle and scott got out there to enjoy epcot for the day and it was a good day and especially since uh, now it feels like we're all healed up from our illnesses and uh, (laughs) getting better and can get out there and do some more fun stuff so um i'm so happy for you that you had a great day and like I, i they were Michelle was texting to me, telling me what was going on during the day, and I saw some pictures, and it just looked like they had a good time. So, yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite thing of the week? Um, my favorite thing this week may be happening right now, as we were cut away from this <laughs> to record this episode. But the Toy Story was it Toy Story Fun Day football that's right. going on right now is hilarious. It I is. mean, it's a little glitchy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they, they, you know, they're having some technical difficulties with kind of following along with the football, but right. it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, I mean, I, I love these things, whether it be, you know, Disney doing this now, Nickelodeon's done it for a couple mm-hmm. years with some games. Um, I think that sometimes these sports leagues take themselves a little too seriously. Right. And so having some fun like that, you know, is 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 kind of cool and love the Toy Story characters being involved with it. Right. And I think it helps, you know, draw some more people maybe to watch it. Um, I know that we talked about it when they did it with the hockey game, mm-hmm. which surprised me because that didn't seem to be glitchy. That they seemed to do really well with. Uh, I think that one, the the theme was, um, was it? Big City Greens. Big City Greens. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, which I love. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is fun. I totally agree with you. It's a, it's a fun way to, to once in a while throw in some enjoyment with football. I, I mean, I enjoy football. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's just kind of comical. Yeah, it's kind of fun. You yeah. know, again, and it, it, I understood if you were a football fan and this was the only way you could watch it where it'd be a little annoying right. to you um but there's you can watch the real game you know really yeah. if you have espn plus you could watch the actual game um so this is just kind of fun and yeah. you know yeah it was i think that they're starting to iron out some of the bugs mm-hmm. in the in the broadcast and the technical difficulties uh, i was a little more glitchy at first as i was watching it right before we were recorded it seemed to be getting a little bit better right so that's good um but again it's just yeah. it's just kind of fun well just some of the th- cute little things like having slinky dog be the um yardsticks, yardsticks yeah. and the claw being the one that puts down the, the football <laughs> football doesn't always yeah. stay in the right place right. but yeah it was yeah good. you know come to think of it i think the reason the hockey was less glitchy was they were actually using nhl technology for broadcasting where the puck is where the puck is yeah. so that's probably why it was a little smoother in that regards but anyways yeah Good, good choice, baby. Very cool. Very cool. I'm enjoying it, and uh, I hope they do more of it in the future because uh, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I like it a lot. Uh, we did get a My Favorite Thing from this week from one of our listeners. Actually, it was from last week, but we received it 
right as we were recording our episode. So we didn't get <laughs> in right. last week, uh, but we are going to include it this week. So technically, it was kind of my favorite thing from last week. Right. But this came from Jacqueline, our great friend. Mm-hmm. You can find her at Pixie Dust PhD pretty much everywhere on social media. She said, hi, Tom and Michelle. My favorite thing from this week was I got to order my first batch of holiday cards. I don't mean to encroach on spooky season, <laughs> but I do usually start planning for holidays by mid-October. I love the prompt this time of year brings to reconnect with friends and share joy and gratitude. And she's also said, I'm grateful for this podcast. I hope you're both doing well. Best, Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. No, she's always fun. so sweet and supportive. We, yeah. we really appreciate that. Yeah, very much so. And yeah, um, some people are all like, they're, you know, it depends on what you love. Some people are like all into mm-hmm. hol- are into uh, the spooky season, into Halloween, getting ready for that. Right. Some people want to, you know, we don't want to go forward to the holiday season too quickly. Don't forget about Thanksgiving as well. We've got right? that coming up. And some people are like, like, I'm in full holiday gear right now. Like, get the tree out. Get the lights right. up. We're ready to go. It's close enough. So um, they appreciate it no matter how you enjoy this type of year. Yeah, for sure. So let's get on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including last week we found out who the new Disney ambassadors will be from the East Coast of the United States. Well, this week we learned who their West Coast counterparts will be. We'll tell you who they are and give you a little history note on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of our favorite Walt Disney World transportation routes has returned and we couldn't be more excited about it we'll tell you about that as well and yes there is a countdown to hashtag real men love frozen (laughs) frozen 10 we'll tell you a little bit about that as well but that's later let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week For this week's show, we thought we'd do a little journey into nostalgia a little bit, talking a little bit back in the days when Disney parks used a ticket format Mm -hmm. to go on all their attractions. Some of you may remember that. I'm sure some of you have no idea what we're talking about, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, We have Michelle here who does some (laughs) wonderful research and she could tell you all about it. So Michelle, what are we talking about when we're talking about Disney Parks D tickets. All right. So first of all, right off the bat, let me just say that the actual name of these things were coupons, hmm. not tickets. Um, but I mean, people just got used to the term ticket. And and I think that just kind of stuck. Um, now, when Disneyland... That doesn't sound as good. E- I know. E-coupon, D-coupon. Right. Doesn't sound as well. Right. E-ticket. Ticket. I don't know. Maybe it's just ingrained in us, but it right. sounds better to me. Well, and you know, because I guess people got used to it being called a ticket booklet or whatever. Right. But anyways, when Disneyland first opened uh, in 1955, they didn't sell booklets. They uh, you paid an admission price, and then you had to buy individual tickets. And that kind of makes sense when you think about how Walt's idea for the theme park came from when he used to take his daughter to parks and things like that. And I'm sure that was probably the more common methodology of going on rides. But um, now, also when they finally did introduce the the ticket booklet, which was only three months after opening. So it wasn't a long time. They only had A through C tickets. Again, that was back in 1955. So 
believe it or not, Jungle Cruise, Mr. Toad, and Peter Pan were once sea ticket attractions. Mm. Now, to get a perspective for people who have never heard of these booklets, although you've probably heard the term e-ticket, meaning the premier type of ride or attraction, the letter designation increased as the the popularity mm-hmm. and uh, the higher technology attractions took place and everything. So, um, but when you only have A through C, you can see that C would be the highest. Mm-hmm. Um, the D tickets though, it didn't take long to add those. Those came out just 11 months after the park opened. And, uh, you know, they did some expansions to to make things a little bit more uh quality where people would think a higher priced because again uh you could use those tickets and then if you needed to purchase more you could buy individual ones but the price range was a tickets were cheaper than the d tickets Mm -hmm. obviously um when we used to leave the park with you would get rid of all your e tickets your d tickets probably your c tickets and then maybe you'd use a couple a and b tickets but you almost always left the parks with A and B right. tickets still in the in the coupon <laughs> book. I remember my aunt telling me she used to use the A tickets because that was like the main street mm-hmm. transportation. Like if her feet were really tired, right. she would use that like to get out of the park, you know, without having to walk more. But um, but interestingly, uh, a couple things about them that well, when Walt Disney World opened in 1971, they were. Uh, available as ticket booklets right from the get-go. And they were also used at Tokyo Disneyland. Now, in Florida, they stopped using the ticket booklets in 1982. Tokyo kept them till 2001. Wow. I know. So I thought it might be fun to look back at what some of the original D-ticket attractions were yeah for the sake of what we're discussing today for sure right and surprisingly especially at disneyland many of them are still around um but before we get into that one other fun fact did you know there's a d ticket pool no yeah at the disneyland hotel in california they also have an e-ticket pool that's a little larger and you know more more things to it but the d ticket pool uh, is there and it's a lap pool. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. By the way, the fun thing, for those of you who don't know about the tickets, it was, you know, what was interesting is that, yes, you would you would get your ticket booklet and one part of it was admission into the park and then you would have, you know, so many of these tickets right. for the attractions, fewer E than D, fewer right. D than C, so and so forth. Um, and you'd go on, but you, you know, what you weren't limited to just what you had in the booklet. Right. You could go and purchase more e-tickets, D-tickets, whatever right. you want. And there were ticket bo- booths throughout the parks where you can right. find them. You can still see one today. Mm-hmm. It still exists right next to the Jungle Cruise within Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, that's The ticket right. booth yeah. is still there. Um, there may be a few others around the park, but I know that one still exists. Or you used to be able to go back and, and right. like, oh, you know, we've used up all our e-tickets, but we really want to go on this Space Mountain or whatever right. it might be. right. Let's go ahead and, and purchase another one or another couple so we can go on those attractions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can you think of uh, any of the ones that were commonly considered D tickets, especially when it first they first started being used? I've got, well, I mean, I've got several and they did change throughout time, right. you know, like sometimes these were D ticket attractions and then they got shifted to other ones. But I do have several that I know of that were 
D-ticket attractions at one time. All right. Do you know Disneyland or Walt Disney World? I knew a little bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of both. All right. Um, well, why don't you start off then? Well, uh, for one thing, the the Walt Disney World and the Disneyland Railroad was D-ticket attraction mm-hmm. for some period of time. Right. Um, and also, uh, the people mover at Disneyland right. was a D ticket attraction for some time, including yeah. the super speed tunnel, <laughs> which if you know anything about it, it was just a visual thing to make you look like you're going fast. Right. You're still going the same speed as the people mover, which is not super speed. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, also the skyway, which was like the, the buckets that took you up you know, right. very high and across the way. Um, both a, a Magic Kingdom and a Disneyland. Right. Those were both D-ticket attractions. The cool thing about the Disneyland one is it took you straight through the Matterhorn. Right. So you get a peek inside the Matterhorn when you went either way from either Tomorrowland to Fantasyland or vice versa. Right, right. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interestingly, with the Skyway, those tickets, you needed a ticket to go to the next station. So you couldn't use it like round trip. It's not a round trip, trip yeah. Right. Um, so that's how that, you know, that they really felt it was more than just a transportation Mm -hmm. methodology. One at Magic Kingdom that I found interesting that was a D ticket at one time was the flight to the moon, which is one of my favorites and I wish they would bring it back. I know. Um, but that was a great attraction and that was a D ticket. Country Bear Jamboree, another favorite at uh, Magic Kingdom. Right. Was a D ticket attraction. Now going back to flight to the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to uh, Disneyland, they actually still have remnants of that attraction, actually at both parks, but um, that was one that also went to Mission to Mars. Um, But they have that rocket outside of the restaurant there in Tomorrowland. And inside the restaurant, they have posters talking about the attraction Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I thought that was cool that they, they... Kept some, some nostalgia Kept alive, around bit, yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, also a lot of the uh, transportation in and around the rivers of America were D-tickets uh, attractions. Mm-hmm. The, the steamboats, whether it be the Mark Twain at Disneyland or the Admiral Joe Fowler Riverboat mm-hmm. at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, the rafts to Tom Sawyer's Island, basically getting you onto Tom Sawyer's Island right. was a D-ticket attraction. Sailing ship Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Davy Crockett Canoe Explorer canoes were D-ticket attractions. Right. Um, right. And, and that supposedly is the um, only attraction where you actually, where the D-ticket that you actually had to do some of the transportation <laughs> of it. <laughs> And there were several others uh, throughout time as well. I'm sure Michelle has a few as well. Well, they, you know, the storybook land canal mm-hmm. boats were a D ticket. And that was actually an upgrade from another attraction that they had there called Canal Boats of the World. Um, but if you've never been on this attraction, which they also have at Disneyland Paris, you actually are riding through scenes from classic uh, fairy tales. Now, I have a fun fact about this one. At one time when the Imagineers were working on the attraction of the Storybook Land Canal Boat, they were thinking of including Rock Candy Mountain as part of the voyage. And once inside there, guests would find themselves transported to the land of Oz, where they were going to be going to a birthday party for Dorothy. Mm. Now, you may ask yourself, how could this be? And... Well, at the time, the Disney Studios owned the rights to 
the many of the Oz books by mm. L. Frank Baum. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they ended up not doing that, but it was on, on the drawing board, as they say. And I thought that was was pretty cool that they they included that. So um, now you talked about Country Bear Jamboree, and that was first actually opened at Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. which I don't think I knew that. I thought mm-hmm. it was first at Disneyland, um, but it was a year later that it opened at Disneyland. Now, Mark Davis had actually worked on the draw- drawings of the beers back in in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And Walt had gone into his office and saw them and reportedly really cracked up, laughed and, uh, and everything. But sadly... That was the last time Mark Davis actually saw Walt Disney because it was just two weeks before Walt passed away. So I thought that was kind of an interesting concept Mm -hmm. when looking at this this attraction. For sure. But like you said, a lot of these attractions might change to a different designation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yeah, I don't think anybody would consider all the stuff we just listed as maybe the second echelon of attractions today within the parks. (laughs) Nothing wrong with them. I love virtually everyone we mentioned. Right. But I I don't think you think of them as the, you know, like, okay, here's the top tier. Right. And then right below them is the, (laughs) is the Skyway to Tomorrowland or the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes or whatever, you know. I know, I know. But it is still interesting to see how many of those attractions still exist, especially in Disneyland. Yeah. You know, how how they did keep those attractions. Of course, Disneyland very much maintains a lot of its authenticity from the OG park opening. So, but anyways... So what do you think? Should we look at some other attractions and kind of see what yeah. we think? Well, that's what I thought we'd do today is that we kind of wanted to have a little bit of discussion on D-Tickets, you know, and so Michelle did a little small deep dive into the history of the tickets and the, the D-Tickets that were out there. Um, but what we wanted to do is kind of look at what attractions were in the parks, in the U.S. parks. I don't think we're going to go into Disneyland Paris and some of the other uh, Asian parks or whatever. But, you know, between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, what would be considered the D-ticket attractions today? What are kind of that, not that top tier, the upper echelon, those E-ticket attractions. What is kind of just that notch below that, what we would consider the D-ticket attractions? And I think it's kind of something to think about. And I think it also speaks to your personality and what kind of rides you like more and what kind of you think are the super, you know, fine ones. Again, I mean, this is just going to be in fun. Um, If you think of one of these as an E-ticket or a C-ticket, so be it. This is just kind of the way we see these attractions is like maybe they're not that top tier. They're just kind of that level just right below it. Right. I mean, again, like you said at the beginning, there's a lot of nostalgia to the concept of a D-ticket or, you know, any of the, the tickets. But... The D ticket rides were ones that were still pretty great. Yeah. You know, obviously you'd want to ride the E ticket attractions more and more and kind of like what we see nowadays with virtual queues. You know, mm-hmm. you you strive to get those virtual queues and especially if there's things that can get you the opportunity to maybe get into it more than once in a day is well sought after. So right. it's kind of that. That's what an E ticket, you know, was like. But these D tickets were still really, really enjoyable attractions. Right. So. And I think I struggled with this a little bit in trying to, like there's some attractions that I think are definitely kind of, for me personally, 
more e-ticket attractions. Mm-hmm. I just kind of, I needed to put some D-ticket attractions in there. What is like, would I think mostly, and this is just the way I looked at it. The general public would think, oh yeah, right. it's it's great, but it's not quite, you know, well, I'm not going to say that you don't think Cosmic Rewind <laughs> is a D-ticket attraction, but let's just say that that's right. probably an E-ticket right. attraction. Yes, yes. It's not quite that. It's a little notch below right. that. So whether, and that could be because of excitement, thrill. It could be because of nostalgia, whatever it might be that makes it exciting for you and puts it in that, right. either that upper tier or that next tier down. Or something that may just still draw a lot of people right. to it sure. that may still be popular even after a long time. So how do you want to start this? You want to start? I think well, I think we kind of should start with the classic and go to Disneyland. Yeah. What do you think about sure. that? Sure. So let's go ahead and go through Disneyland Park okay. and talk about what some of our D-ticket attractions would be if they are putting out these ticket booklets now. Michelle, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Um, I think Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, would, I agree. Would, would be a D-ticket I thought about attraction. it for a long time on whether that was an E or a D. I know. It was really tough for me, but I decided to go ahead and put it as a D as well. Yeah, and I I I'm, I went through the same struggle that you went through that I could I could see it definitely as a, a potential for an e-ticket, especially when there are some things when you look at Disneyland that you might not consider in the main part. Mm-hmm. But if you tag along that Galaxy's Edge is there and that would be more of a draw for e-tickets maybe. The mm-hmm. Big Thunder would would really fit the bill for a D-ticket. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because I believe that Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, it, for me, is also a D-ticket and not quite an E-ticket. When you have an E-ticket right next to it in um, Rise of the Resistance, I think that, you know, while I love Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, I put it just that notch below it. As, so that's why I call it a D-ticket for myself. Yeah, I... I was kind of on that same wavelength, but I think I kept it as an e-ticket. Okay. I can you see know? that. I can um, see the I, argument. I, I, yes. If you're trying to compare it, then it might not still be an e-ticket. But I, I think that's kind of a challenge because I think sometimes with e-ticket, it's, again, what makes it mm-hmm. so unique. And I and I think in that uh, setting and for people who have never been there, that would definitely be an e-ticket. I can see it. Again, I so. uh, some of these I struggled on, whether right. they're e-tickets or D-tickets. Yeah. I just decided because the attraction next to it is so great right. that it was going to be just that notch below it. Right, right. What else you got? I have Space Mountain. Space Mountain is not an e-ticket. That, that surprises me. Um, I have to say, if I were to make Space Mountain an e-ticket, I would do it at Disneyland. Because with hyperspace mountain with hyperspace mountain and and the fact that they have the upgraded sound system, I, I think the the cars and the seating is a little bit better there, or the track system is newer. So I, I would say that might be, mm-hmm. but I, I again I struggled with that one, but I put it kind of more towards okay. an e ticket. I kept it as an e ticket, but mm-hmm. I get it. I I can understand the argument there. Right. Right. Uh, for my next one, I'll stay in Tomorrowland and say that Star Tours, The Adventure Continues, mm-hmm. is a D-ticket right. attraction. Love yeah. it. It's great. It's an E-ticket for me, but in general, I think it's a D-ticket right. attraction. I think it's one of those that definitely at one time would have qualified for an E-ticket mm-hmm. uh, for many years. Mm-hmm. But I do think with the changes in technology these days of what some of the other attractions are providing, then it probably could be a D-ticket for, for sure. sure. For sure. What else you got? Um, I have 
uh, Walt Disney's Tiki Room oh, as a D ticket. Really? That's a D ticket. Yeah. I think well, I can see the nostalgia purposes. I don't think I would have put it as a D ticket anymore, but uh, yeah. I, I, I put it as a D because I do think there's a lot of nostalgia there, but it doesn't draw the crowds quite hmm. as much. Uh, I, there are obviously times it does cr- get more crowded there, but I think in general you can go in there and not have any real big queue or challenge getting mm-hmm. a seating there or whatever. And so I thought, eh, it's probably more of a D ticket. Okay. I, I think I would have put it more as a C, um, but I, I get yeah. your argument. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. What about your next um, For nostalgia purposes, how about It's a Small World is a mm-hmm. D ticket attraction right. to me. Yeah. You know, I know that it's not for most people, but I right. think it's just it, the history behind it, how much Walt loved it, everything makes it, stay as a D ticket attraction. Right. It was, it was at one point an E ticket, obviously, yes. uh, especially like after the world's fair moved all those, those attractions to Disneyland. It definitely made it a, a worthy of an E ticket. Mm-hmm. so I could, I could definitely see that. Um, my next one, I, uh, is one I feel from technology perspective, it's a D ticket, but I feel from the, the still that it draws so many people to it all the time is Peter Pan's flight. Mm, see, I think, well, I think because it draws so many people, I have to call it an e-ticket right. attraction personally. Right. Um, I see. I think actually in reality, the attraction itself is a D-ticket attraction. Right. Um, it is a great dark ride. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. dark ride. But the popularity of it and how much, you know, how full that queue yeah, gets right. makes it an e-ticket attraction to me personally. But I yeah. don't disagree no, and with I, And I kind of see that as well. Mm-hmm. So Cool. What else? Um, I have also, I guess this is technically Fantasyland. It sort of goes into Tomorrowland, but I think it fits more Fantasyland. The Matterhorn is a d-ticket attraction. Really? Yes. Yes. Because of the fact that, you know, I mean, if Big Thunder is a D-ticket attraction. For right. you, if Spate Mountain is a D-ticket attraction. Right, yeah. The Matterhorn is definitely a yeah. D-ticket attraction. It's wonderful. I love it. It's nostalgic. It's the only one right. in the world is at Disneyland. Um, so that could push it to an E. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, the, jolt, the, 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 the jolts you get from it, <laughs> the, the body aches you get from it and everything else, <laughs> maybe bring it down to a D-ticket attraction. Yeah, I guess so. And I guess if I use the same um, concepts for, like you said, Big Thunder and Peter Pan's Flight, then it, it probably would be, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a D-ticket. I think the that it is the only one in the world and yeah. it, it is very nostalgic. I struggled with that, but I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. like, again, there's several attractions that I I, I hemmed and hawed on, um, whether they're E-tickets or D-tickets or whether they're C-tickets or D-tickets. Right, you know, right. I was just kind of on the fence on some. Right, so. right. What do you got next? Um, so the other one I have is the uh, the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm. That's a D. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> what did you have? I would have probably had that as a C. As a C? Yeah. yeah, I could see that too. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. But I had I had most of the attractions within Fantasyland as C, except for you know Peter Pan's Flight, just because of the right the attractions. Right. Um, so that's you know I mean I know that's in, not in that's in Critter Country. Right. But you know I, I consider it maybe because it's in Magic Kingdom and Fantasyland. I consider right. it a Fantasyland right. type attraction. Right. It is interesting that both you and I have atta- have attached this concept to the original parks like 
Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World, and Disneyland Resort um, because the other parks never had ticket booklets. Yeah, they didn't. I did. I did list some attractions from. Oh, other, did you? Yeah. I don't know if you did or not. No, I didn't. I'll go through a few of those real quickly after we get done with the main parks and then we'll kind of go through some of those um, real quickly. Uh, Do you have any others? I don't. I have a couple more. Oh, yeah? Um, I think Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Alice in Wonderland are kind of D-ticket attractions. One, because now they only exist within Disneyland themselves. Yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland always only existed within, but, you know, Mr. Toad's now is only in right. Disneyland after it was in Magic Kingdom right, for a right. while. And they're kind of in that level above, I think, most of the other dark tracks, mm. dark rides within Fantasyland. Mm. So I put them in there. This one's going to be controversial. I'm going to hear this uh, from somebody out there. Uh, the Jungle Cruise is a D-ticket attraction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Within, I, I think in preparation for today, I kind of kept it as an E, but I... yeah. Compared now, to some of the at, other things yeah. that are fantastic out there, I kept it as a D ticket attraction. Right, right. Um, it, it was, it was on the, I was on the fence about that one for a long time, but yeah. I decided that that's the where I was going to go with it. You know, I had it in in my notes for Magic Kingdom in Orlando mm-hmm. as a D because you do have so much more now that is higher technology and. So, do you think it as in Disneyland as a C? No, I I think I. I could have argued it as an e-ticket okay. at Disneyland. I was just wondering because you said you know the higher echelon of technology within Walt Disney World that you right. So I think it. Disney, like if you had to make ticket booklets now, you need to have to to separate some of those. And so I would think, how do you do that? What is the the rationale of what would you put as an e-ticket? Mm-hmm. And I think at Disneyland, maybe they have a few less things that would be e-tickets. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you put something in like from Frontierland, for example, that could be considered an e-ticket? Right. Well, I think I actually think that there are. I personally think, and I guess this is technically New Orleans Square. I think both Pirates of the Caribbean, the classic Disneyland version, mm-hmm. and Haunted Mansion, is are both e-ticket attractions. True. Right. They're both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones attraction within Adventureland. Mm-hmm is an e-ticket attraction. I mean, yes, no, yeah. Frontierland, not so much, uh, but those are surround, are right next to it. True. I think those are significant e-ticket attractions, in my opinion. Right, right, yeah. I, I, I guess you're right. I, I think I might dispute the um, Indiana Jones. Oh, I that's think. an e-ticket attraction. Really? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that is, a, that is exciting, fun yeah, that's true. That's true. Very um, I think thrilling. that's an e-ticket yeah. attraction. Yeah. Personally. Again, true. if you don't think so, no, that's no, I think more power right. to everybody. I think you're right. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when we go to Animal Kingdom, an attraction that is just like that is not an e-ticket attraction <laughs> as it stands right now. Right. In my opinion. Right. And maybe that's where I was thinking. Right. This one. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and go to Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World and go through some of the D-ticket attractions okay. there. Uh, I, I think we have some of these that may be similar to mm-hmm. what we were talking about at Disneyland. But let's go ahead and, Michelle, what you got? Well, some of the things that like that they don't have at Disneyland that I would put as a D-ticket would be uh, Mickey's PhilharMagic. Mm. Now, I know they have it at California Adventure Park, but since my brain was only going to Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that one would be... Uh, a D ticket, especially since they have upgraded it mm-hmm. more recently. You know, I think before that, I would probably say it's getting close to a C, and maybe it still is approaching a C, but I think right now it could be a solid D. Mm-hmm. 
What about you? Well, we already talked about, I mean, you know, um, I, I agree with still, even it from Disneyland to Magic Kingdom, the Big Thunder Mountain is mm-hmm. a D ticket. Right. Uh, Jungle Cruise, for me, mm-hmm. still a D ticket mm-hmm. um, within Magic Kingdom. It's a small world. Right. I actually almost, it's a borderline D at Walt Disney World. It's almost <laughs> a C because I think it's the Disneyland is a better version of it. Personally, I don't think you agree with that because no, you I grew don't. up with it. Yeah. So. Well, I think. But I still gave it a D. I think Disneyland. Not a grand D. Yeah. D ticket. The things <laughs> that Disneyland does better with It's a Small World, and I know some people really don't like this, is the introduction of IP. I think for the kids to be able to see characters like Ariel, Woody, Jesse, uh, that they can, you know, relate to is wonderful. And definitely their Christmas Mm -hmm. uh, overlay is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disney World, I feel like more you're actually on a river because I don't think you can see the breaks as much around the where the boats are riding. I think it is more grandeur mm-hmm. on both sides. Whereas Disneyland, you tend to have parts that are more, okay, there's got a lot of characters on the left side of the boat. And then a little later, there's more characters and mm-hmm. things on the right. I, 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 I understand that. So I, I feel like the one at Disney world is a little bit more immersive. Right. And see, so. from my opinion, um, I, I, you go on the Disneyland version of it and this could be good and bad for depending on how much you like that attraction. Right. I feel it's in a longer attraction. Mm-hmm. You get m- more and mostly right. you get more in the air conditioning for a longer period of time. Um, yes. I, I would almost say that the, the holiday overlay is almost an e-ticket. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of <laughs> would agree with you yeah. on that one. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, and this is something you can check out without even having going on the attraction. The outer facade of the Disneyland version is so many yes. light years better it is. than the the Walt Disney World version. It's just it's spectacular, and especially again during the holiday season when it's lit up at night. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but, agreed. Um, we're going a little off topic. <laughs> there, so, um, I'm going to tell you one that, that may be a little controversial. Um, I think that. The Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom version of Pirates of the Caribbean is a D-ticket attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as good right. as the Disneyland version by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. which is an E-ticket. Uh, I'm gonna not going to make it a C-ticket, but right. it's, it's a D-ticket attraction in Magic Kingdom. I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else do you got? Um, I, will ha- I would say um, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor hmm. be a D-ticket. Okay. I can um, see that. I can see yeah. that. I almost had it on my list. I pushed it back to yeah. a C, but oh, really? I could definitely see it as a D ticket attraction. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Carousel of Progress. Oh, I thought, yeah. For nostalgia. For nostalgia. For nostalgia. And that's the, again, that's the only attraction that Walt was actually in mm-hmm. that is at Walt Disney World. Yes. So maybe some of that um, has it. Um and I know this one will probably break your heart, but I think TTA People Mover would be a D ticket. No, it's E ticket all the way. <laughs> all the way E ticket. Especially tickets? since it only exists there now. I mean, D tickets, again, were, were I know. wonderful. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, and, you know, as I mentioned before, the, some of the other ones, Space Mountain, uh, the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm. I think those would be um, Country Bear Jamboree. Right now, I think would be a D. I don't know when they, you know, upgrade it to mm-hmm. have some some additional or different songs. Might have some new life to it that could bump it up a bit. But I I, I would think that would be definitely one that what I would consider a D right mm-hmm. now. 
I got a couple more. Um, I think actually I forgot to mention this within Disneyland, um, the Buzz Lightyear attraction. Um, there it's Astro Blasters and oh, yeah. within uh, Magic Kingdom, it's uh, Space Ranger Spin. Right. I think those are D-ticket attractions yeah. to me personally. Yeah, I um, I could almost put them as C, but yeah. Yeah, I could see their argument yeah. either way, but I think they're kind of D-ticket attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with one in Fantasyland that is Intented, Enchanted Tales with Belle, I think is a D-ticket mm. attraction right. just because of the, it's just really, really theatrical and right. wonderful and gets people involved. And I think it's it's kind of an amazing True. thing. I think yeah. it's kind of fun. And I, you yeah, know, I, I guess I, I could I, see that. I kind of have that on there as right, well. Right, right. And that's all I got from Magic Kingdom. Do you have any more? No, no. I, I think we've named them all that, that I was thinking. I, you know, I think, again, I had Peter Pan flight there mm-hmm. as well um, for the same reason. But like you said, it, it is, it, I guess, in, in this day and age, if they were to have, although they don't have it as a virtual queue, but I, I do think that it's something that they, well, I guess they do have it if you have Genie Plus, but I'm just saying it's not like where you have to do the once a day mm-hmm. get on or whatever but it, it is still super super popular but i think the attraction itself would be a d yeah i agree yeah. um the, the the walt disney world queue for the um mm-hmm. peter pan's flight is fun right, I, right i mean you're in it for long enough that you better have some fun right, uh, right but it exactly. is fun and i enjoy it and it's one thing i think walt disney world does so much better than disneyland which is Unfortunately, very few things, but they, they do uh, the cues so much better in general. Right, than, right. Than, than Disneyland does. Now, um, we did put out a poll mm-hmm. with some, and I didn't go through all of them. I actually just named four of the attractions. The original D-ticket attractions. The original D-ticket attractions and asking people, you know, what what held the fondest memory of those attractions. Um, and we, you know, we did get some great responses. Now, uh, country bear jamboree by far had the most, it was almost half of all the, the people who responded. Um, and Tareen Brooke, and I don't know if I'm saying her name wrong, I'm sorry, but, um, she, she can be found on Twitter, Twitter, (laughs) like you said, or X at T Brooke EG. Um, anyways, she put the Country Bear Jamboree Christmas overlay that started in the mid eighties was, you know, pretty special and, mm-hmm. and totally agree with, with her on that. And then, uh, Q for two podcast who can be found at, at Q underscore four F O R underscore two T W L said, I read the books and watched the movies when I was pretty young. So getting to explore Tom Sawyer Island in person was a magical mm. experience as a kid. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's true. Um, and Tony, the Disney dad, um, actually did a write-in, which I thought was perfectly appropriate, was saying the railroad the, was something that was definitely beloved oh, yeah. and can't wait for the, the, the whole thing to be up and running again and, and totally agree um, that would be something that... Would, well, it is up and running again. So. Well, the, the parts were like um, Tiana's. Oh, you mean over by what is going to be Tiana's, Tiana's Bayou? Right, adventure. right. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I know yeah. it was down for several years as they were building Tron. Right, yeah. Um, but it's back up and, and going again. Right, so, right, yeah. But very good. Yeah, Disneyland, yeah. Well, I, well Disney I mean, World well, as Disney well. Disney World, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, so I thought th- those were some really cool... Uh, 
comments there. But the Skyway and Tom Sawyer Island tied for about a quarter of the votes. So. Mm. Country Bear Jamboree. Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, far, far and away uh, held the most fondest memories for right. people. And I, and I totally get that. I remember as a kid just finding that so cute. And I loved when they, uh, when you exited actually into a, a little restaurant and they had um, the characters on the wall there yeah. as well. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I did go ahead and list some what I thought might be D-ticket attractions from some other parks as well. So let me, right. let me hear what you think about some of these. Um, actually, at Disney California Adventure Park, I didn't have a lot, um, but I did find a few that I thought were probably D-ticket attractions. I think, depending on what time of year you're trying to do it, Grizzly River Run is oh. a D-ticket attraction. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I can see that. It's, yeah. a, it's a river attraction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you might get very wet on it. So that's why I'm saying depending on what time of year. Right. Uh, Paradise Pier, I think the Pixar Pal Around is a D-ticket attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Which is the big Ferris wheel there. Right, for those right. Who don't know. Uh, over at Cars Land, I think the Mater's Junkyard Jamboree and uh, Luigi's um, Rollickin' Roadsters are both D-ticket attractions. Mm. Yeah, I could go D or C. With I could see C as well. On yeah, those, on yeah. Those. I was trying to find enough D ticket attractions to warrant a <laughs> ticket booklet over there. So I was kind of, right. I was giving maybe some of them a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, on that I one. get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, over at, um, on the East Coast, over at Epcot, I think Spaceship Earth is a D ticket attraction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Living with the Land. Yeah. Some people argue it's not. I think it is. It's right, a D ticket yeah. attraction. Soaring around the world is a D-ticket attraction. Soaring over California, which is going on right now, E-ticket attraction. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could argue the E-ticket for that. Oh, yeah. You notice I didn't I list Soaring in uh, at, at Disney California Adventure Park. As right. A, I can argue it is an E-ticket attraction. Yeah, yeah. Um, for both. Right, um, right. For sure. Um, and maybe Mission Space is a D-ticket attraction. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. it just depends on what you think about Mission Space. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, we already talked about, I think it's Smuggler's Run, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is a D-ticket attraction. You right. think it's an E, I think it's a D. Star Tours, The Adventure Continues, D-ticket attraction. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, yeah, D attraction. Definitely. Muppet Vision 3D is yeah. a D attraction. Yeah, yeah. And this hurts my heart, but I think I have to say, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration <laughs> is a D-ticket attraction. In my heart, it's an E-ticket attraction. Right. But I think it's a D-ticket attraction. I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, finally, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, I think the Navi River Journey is a D-ticket attraction. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's E. It's pretty high-tech. The it is. audio it animatronics is. Are, are spectacular in the lighting and the movement of things. I agree. Things. Again, I is I I it's kind of the same thing, of you know next to, um, putting, William Falcon Smuggler's Run next to Rise of the Resistance. You put that next to, um, Flight of Passage, right? And you kind of got to say, okay, yeah. it's not to that level. Flight sure. of Passage is an e-ticket, right? Um, Navi River Journey is a d-ticket. I guess I, I could understand that. Uh, as we were mentioning before, the compatriot of the Indiana Jones attraction at Disneyland. <laughs> Dinosaur. Indiana Jones at Disneyland is an e-ticket attraction, in my opinion. Dinosaur. In my opinion. Right. Now, I think there's a lot of people that would disagree with me with this. I think it's a D. 
I yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with you on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, the Collie River Rapids, again, similar to Grizzly River Run, and then the river attraction, although you get to use it for more of the year right. in Florida than yeah. you do in California. <laughs> right. D ticket attraction. And this one I kind of hemmed and hawed about, but I think because that there's a better show uh, within the park itself, that this one goes to a D ticket attraction, and it's Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond, mm. is a D ticket. Whereas the celebration of the Lion King is an e-ticket attraction. I definitely agree with you about the Lion King being e-ticket. I I still, I really like the. Oh, I like it too. Again, but I understand what you're saying. A lot of these things I think are e-tickets to me or maybe even C-tickets to me. Um, But I just kind of see it in general of what, what does the public at large, what would most people see that as what they'd want right. to use their D ticket on. I could see that as using a D ticket on. Right. Well, yeah, I think they would definitely, if they, they would whereas they'd want to use an D. E ticket to go on the Kilimanjaro safaris, right. yeah. flight of passage, right. expedition sure. Everest, you know, and, and so right. forth. Right. That's right. kind of where my argument was in that regard. Right. So of your, of the, again, going back to like magic kingdom, Disneyland, more the original D ticket attractions. Which one holds a lot to your heart, or that you ha- have really the, fond memories? The original, of, the the real ones, are the ones we're talking about here. Like well, we're, our new ones. Either way, either way, something that would be a D ticket that really, you know, something more memorable than anything else. Well, <laughs> this is going to seem silly, and I, we didn't even mention it when we were going through our historical. D ticket attractions, mm-hmm. but I loved America Sings. I grew oh, up yeah. um, going to see America Sings. It's it's basically once the Carousel of Progress left Disneyland over to Magic Kingdom on the East Coast. Um, this was the attraction that basically took its place within there. It mm-hmm. was the same kind of idea of the you know the the, the seats that spun around Theater from stage to mm-hmm. stage to stage, and they were just it was a celebration of American music. Using a lot of the characters that you saw in Splash Mountain or may see in Tiana's mm. Bayou Adventure coming up. Right. Um, and it was classic good time music and it was just fun and I oh, loved yeah. it as a kid. It was a it was really, really fun attraction. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's tough. A country bear jamboree, I as a kid, I remember just loving it. And still love, I still love the music now. Um, but I, I guess I would have to say it's a small world. That okay. was, mm-hmm. um, and at the time that, you know, when it came out, it was an e-ticket. But I know as a kid, when I went to it, it was the first attraction I went on at Walt Disney World. And I just knew right away, and I know I've shared this before, but I just knew right away, this was a special place mm-hmm. that I just loved and needed to go to as much right. as I could. And um, to this day, I can transport myself to that younger me <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm going through that ride and remember that feeling of, wow, this is spectacular. Yeah. You know, I think it's a, really the first, I mean, as kids, maybe we went to, you know, we lived in the Northeast, you know, fairs and you know, county fairs and things like that. But this was so mm-hmm. way above and beyond that, obviously, that it just was magical. Yeah. As far as the attractions that I kind of added to modern day D-ticket mm-hmm. attractions, 
Star Tours to me was, you know, when I was, when it came out and I was still pretty much a kid, but you know, a teenager about that Uh point, but you know, getting the chance to live in Star, I mean, I loved Star Wars since it came out and being that, having that opportunity to have, to be in a Star Wars story, right? you know, was amazing to me. And it still is to this day. It's why I really actually consider it an e-ticket attraction. But I just think in general, it's it's really more of a D-ticket attraction. Yeah. But in my heart, it's an e-ticket and it always will be right. because it has that nostalgic place for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And yeah, that's what, like I said, I, I could see that being, well, we talked about that already, uh, an e-ticket. But yeah, that... That is pretty cool and pretty special, um, you know, and definitely the way it first came out was different than what it is sure. now. And so definitely the original one being more easily classified as a D ticket attraction or D coupon attraction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just loved it again. It was, yeah. you know, back in those days, you know, you didn't get the Star Wars you get now where you're having all this possible content right. out there. Disney plus, um, you know, comic books, right. all sorts of stuff that, you know, actual books, you know, you just had the movies. And, and so, you know, and, and you just as a kid wanted to live in that world. Right. And that was the first chance we ever got to do it. Now we have it, you know, even more advanced within um, Galaxy's Edge. And right. unfortunately, pouring one out for Galactic Star Cruiser, which closed this right. week. Yeah. Um, you had those opportunities to do things in more of an amazing way. But this was that first chance to live in that world. Right. That I, it will always be dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how they, you know, it was also cool to how they expanded on like having the Jedi training mm-hmm. for kids and things like that, all in that that same area. Uh, I have to say the queue at uh, Disney Hollywood Park is spectacular mm-hmm. for Star Tours. And yes, it is a much better queue. Like I said, I already said Walt Disney World. Right. I think that Disneyland tops and a lot of their attractions are a, mm-hmm. a, the same. If they're similar attractions, a lot of them are better than Disneyland. I'm not going to say every one, but a right. lot of them I think are better than Disneyland. But hands down, the queues at Walt Disney World, at Magic Kingdom, and many of the other right. theme parks um, throughout Walt Disney World are so much better yeah. than at Disneyland. Yeah, just yeah. that that exterior, again, you feel a lot more immersed there in Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. And, and then when they had the Star Wars weekends and things mm-hmm. like that, all, all those great things that gave people the opportunity, like you said, to kind of live in that. that for sure, for world. sure. We'd love to know what your modern day D-ticket attractions would be for some of these parks. It could be a single park. It could be all the parks, whatever you want. We'd love to hear them. What are nostalgic for you? Where did we get it wrong? (laughs) We'd love to hear it. Contact us through the Gmail, through our social media. And if you let us know, we'll share it on an upcoming show. doesn't matter if you think they're an e-ticket attraction, a d-ticket attraction, a c-ticket attraction. Maybe some of you think some of these are a-ticket attraction. doesn't matter. Um, it's just so much fun to think about, and there are so many great rides at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, for sure. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, so many people talk about e-ticket attractions that I it just seemed all right to remember the fun of the d-ticket. For sure. For sure. Great job by the way on the research. Uh, I oh, love that. Again, you. even just in a small segment, Michelle always has the best <laughs> research. 
Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, we have to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with, answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your, what you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with we uh, last week we found out who the new uh, Disney ambassadors will be from the East Coast. This week we learned who their West Coast counterparts will be. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, join us in welcoming and congratulating Jada Young and Raul Aquino Rojas in becoming the next Disney ambassadors of the Disneyland Resort. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. I'm happy for them. And, and it's, it's, it is cool to see how the ambassador program is. It's kind of, I, I don't know, maybe because we just didn't hear much about it in the past, but it, it's bringing more positive light to, to the everything. Mm-hmm. So good. The ambassador program, love it. And it's so great. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we saw them at Destination D23 a few weeks ago. Right. And, They were out there and mingling with um, all the guests and having a good time on their own right. And they're just, they're just good faces of these parks. Right. Yeah. It it is really, really nice to see. So uh, the story went on to say on September 27th, surrounded by family, friends, fellow cast members, and the Disney ambassadors who served before them, they were announced by Disneyland Resort President Ken Potrock as the 2024-2025 Disney ambassador team. Jada and Raul will represent over 34,000 cast members across the Disneyland Resort, leading and participating in cast member events, sharing the hashtag Disney cast life experience through storytelling and social media, and representing the resort in media interviews. Uh, As for who they are, Jada is a native of Long Beach, California. Disneyland Resort has always been a huge part of her upbringing. Aside from her early memories of the park days with her family, one of her most memorable experiences would be the first time she got to perform with her middle school show choir at the Royal Theater in Fantasyland at Disneyland Park. 
Jada's career began back in 2017 at the premier tire shop of Radiator Springs, home to Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters <laughs> in Cars Land. Throughout the six years, she held uh, leadership roles such as core lead and trainer in both attractions and special event operations. She also worked with the Youth Education Series program as a facilitator for Disney's approach to leadership and teamwork. And after returning from the resort's closure, she was a part of the opening team of Avengers Campus and helped kick off the Disney 100 celebrations as a Disney media rep. Nice. Yeah. So she's got a wide history yeah. and done a lot of great stuff. Right. As for Raul, he was born in Zuatanejo, uh, Mexico, and became and came to the U.S. when he was uh, just a year old. He grew up in Linwood, California. Uh, Raul's childhood was filled with much laughter watching Winnie the Pooh, yeah. already a person after our heart, <laughs> in many Disney movies, and he visited Disneyland for the first time when he was seven. In 2019, Raul began his Disney career as a Disney photo pass photographer at the Disneyland Resort. He currently enjoys leading his cast both within Disney photo imaging and the guest show operations team. So congratulations to them both. They will be the 50th Disney ambassador wow. team of the Disneyland Resort. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's a milestone number. They're yeah. The 50th team. Right. And they, wow. have, they have that for two years, so you'll nice. be able to see them for 2024, 2025 yeah. out there at a lot of the different events that are, you know. Very cool. Yeah. So happy for Very them. Very cool. Yeah. Also, one of our favorite Walt Disney World Transportation's routes has returned, and we Yay. couldn't be more excited about it. <laughs> this came actually from a Walt Disney World cast and community Facebook page post. They said, all aboard, guests at Walt Disney World will once again be able to sail across Bay Lake between Disney's Contemporary Resort, yeah. Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Marked with its signature blue flag, the watercraft Blue Route will return for afternoon and evening voyages beginning today, October 1st, making it even easier to grab a bite to eat at neighboring resorts. Say ahoy to our transportation cast members while aboard. We have been waiting for this yes. for the longest time oh, to come back because we love bouncing between those resorts when we would stay at one of them nearby. Right. And, and it was really, really tough. I mean, you could still find a way to get from... Well, there was the bus, but I mean, you can still find a way to get a boat sometimes from Wilderness Lodge to Fort Wilderness or vice versa, right. but you could not get to the Contemporary Resort. Right, right. Now you'll be able to do that again. I know. If if you were staying at the Contemporary and you wanted to go to like Fort Wilderness, um, you would have to go to the Magic Kingdom first and take one of their boats um, to do that. Or like you said, there, there were some bus routes, um, but sometimes those would switch up during the day. Like they would do different stops too. So, um, this is really cool. Like you said, we've been waiting for it. It's just a, a great, plus it's a great fun little ride. Yeah. Um, an attraction all its own. Mm -hmm. Maybe that could be a D ticket. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know, no, that's a, a bit much to use my D tickets on that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely great. Um, I know that when we were trying to figure out of trying some of the new dishes over at Fort Wilderness. It was something that we thought, okay, how do we do it? We have to drive, then park, then yeah. take a bus or go to the Magic Kingdom and get a boat. So this is cool. So many things. I mean, like if you want, if you're staying at the Wilderness Lodge and want to take the monorail to Epcot, you know, I mean, right. you know, it was a little, you, you, 
you would have to go to ticketed transportation to do that. You know, it really mm-hmm. wasn't a great way to do it. Now you can, if you want to take the monorail, you don't want to take the bus. You don't want to take a boat all the way to Magic Kingdom and catch the monorail. Mm. It's a little bit, you know, it's just a little bit of it. But more than anything else, I just think it's fun to be able to uh, go through all those resorts. And it's at a perfect time because we've mentioned so many times of how the guests decorate Fort Wilderness now. And how easy it's going to be for you to go, much easier it's going to be for you to go visit Fort Wilderness and go to the Hoop-dee-doo. And go to check out some of these right. wonderful guest um, decorations that they put up for holiday time. Out yeah, there. definitely. And I think it's it's good, especially in preparation, as the cabins at Fort Wilderness are going to be uh, converted to DVC uh, locations. So I think it's good having that connection with Contemporary slash Bay Lake Tower to be able to to travel between those locations too. So very happy about that. Yeah, me too. It's a small um, thing, but just it really is a great thing. Me too. Uh, one final story that I left at the end because, you know, hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> uh, there are going to be some specialty things because Walt Disney's Frozen, the original film, is hitting its 10-year anniversary coming up in November here. Yeah, hard Frozen to 10 um, is what they're calling it. And there's going to be all sorts of things happening uh, throughout the park including, well, throughout the parks, but also there's going to be a Disney Frozen podcast. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yes. (laughs) Even though it's kind of competing with our podcast, (laughs) I'm very excited about this. It's going to have an original story that extends the storytelling of the beloved films, complete with new characters, and an original standalone audio as an original... standalone audio adventure. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, more storytelling with these characters that, that we love. Um, I, I think similar to what we've seen they are doing with star Wars, with having some of the animated shorts for kids to get introduced to those characters. Well, I think kids know the, the characters from frozen and because they love it, it's great to know that they're going to be sharing some additional stories. Mm-hmm. And also during this time, uh, the world of Frozen uh, is going to be opening up at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, um, and which will be a great celebration for one, that opening, but also kind of including in this Frozen 10 that they're right. doing. Yeah, so. yeah. Like a countdown. And they're going to have some other things going on too, but um, can't wait to celebrate Frozen. Because yeah. real men love Frozen. <laughs> Feel the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> all things great in the world. She definitely has the best D-ticket attraction list. You just heard that. <laughs> you know she does the best research. You heard a little piece of that earlier. But one thing is for certain, she definitely has the best tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Um, okay, my tip of the week, I, I think we might have touched on this in the past, but to me, it seemed like one that's worthy of repeating. Uh, and that's for if you ever have to travel to the Disney parks, and you have medication that you need to, let's say, give your, your child or even for yourself, um, you can have those stored over at the first aid centers. And even if they need to be refrigerated, they can do that uh, for you. So it's something that you don't have to worry about like, hey, do I need to bring a cooler and freezer packs or anything like that? No, if it's medication, the first aid centers 
can do that. Um, unfortunately, not breast milk because it's not considered medication, but but they will do medications for you. Um, also, speaking of medications, if you're staying at a Disney resort and you need like a Sharps disposal container, you can just let housekeeping know or contact the front desk and they'll send housekeeping to to provide one for you. It's automatically in, in the rooms or the uh, state rooms on Disney Cruise Line so that you don't even have to ask. And speaking of Disney Cruise Line, if you have a CPAP machine and you need distilled water or an, maybe an extension cord, um, you can ask for that either in advance by linking to the Disney Cruise Line special services on their website or contacting guest services once on board. Very good. Yeah. All important things. Definitely want to make sure and take care of your health uh, when you're on these trips. So you can still have, keep the best vacation ever going for you and your entire family for sure. Right. Yeah. Very good. Michelle's tip. Always the best tip. (laughs) Uh, My tip this week is look, you know, we talked a little bit about this. A lot of the uh, classic Disney D ticket attractions were kind of, Modes of transportation throughout the parks. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you, like, maybe you haven't done them or maybe you haven't done them in a while. And while you may not consider them D-ticket attractions anymore, uh, the modes of transportation in the parks are a lot of fun and they give you new perspectives on a lot of different areas of the park. And sometimes it's just nice to take a breather and sit back and enjoy the parks and take it from a different angle. As Michelle always says, look up. Um, Sometimes you don't even need to look up. If you're on the top of the double-decker bus going down Main Street, you can look right, you're looking up just by looking straight ahead. Right. It's interesting. That was a tip we've used years ago. And I saw it recently on Plan Disney that one of the the Plan Disney panelists um, said, he actually said, I think that his wife had brought that up. Um, but that, yes, taking that second level on the bus down, down Main Street, USA, uh, can really give you a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can see a lot more of how they've decorated the, the windows of the shops. Mm-hmm. There. So, For sure. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, of course, the Walt Disney World and Disneyland railroads are just amazing yes. ways to just kind of get around, either get around throughout the park or just to take your load off for a while and just enjoy watching the park go right. by. You know, it's a lot of fun. The steamboats are great, you know, whether it be the Admiral Fowler mm-hmm. or the Mark Twain uh, to go around the rivers of America and just kind of enjoy yeah. it all. Um, same with the sailing ship Columbia. It's great as well. I'm going to tell you right now, what is a lot of fun are the Davy Crockett canoes. Yes. that still exist within Disneyland. It's the only place. You want to talk about getting a different perspective of the rivers of America and that whole journey through right. there. Doing it with the fun of the canoes and paddling along and having a good time is also a great thing to do. And I highly recommend you try it at some point. Couldn't agree with you more, honey. That That is totally true. And, you know... Uh, don't worry if you're thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to be worn out or my arms are going to be sore. It's not the case. Um, there's a lot of people on there. They're all helping to row together. And, and they take little breaks take every once breaks. in a while. It's, it's very mm-hmm. easygoing. Um, but like Tom said, it is a great, unique perspective of what's going on on that river. Yeah. Highly recommended if you've never done it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It really is a totally. lot of fun. So. That's it for this week's show. Next week, well, we're excited for Loki Season 2. And we're a little up on the air on what our topic is going to be for next week. But we're thinking 
because of Loki season two coming mm-hmm. out, it'll be something Marvel related. We'll let you know as we go on through the week and we decide where we're going to exactly go. But we haven't talked Marvel specifically in a little while. I think we're going to talk, do some Marvel talk. This yeah, week. yeah, I think so, too. I so think that'll be good. That'll be a lot of fun. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we would truly appreciate it if you would tell a friend or family member about our podcast so that they can listen to. Yep, absolutely. The best way to get this show out there and so other people can enjoy it and become Hyperion Adventurers as well. Right. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.